Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Episode 246 of the Get Around Podcast. We have got a fantastic and full show for you today. I don't want to waste any time uh, because we have so much to talk about from the Glen Lake girls basketball team winning a state championship to now having three, oh, two teams, sorry, almost three teams. It was close to three. I thought almost. we were going to get the three-team sweep on, on Tuesday night. We've got two boys basketball teams heading to East Lansing. Uh, for a chance to play at the Breslin Center. We also have an interview coming up a little bit later with Glen Lake's Olivia Mikowski and Eleanor, Eleanor Bachner. We will induct the entire Glen Lake girls basketball team into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our Athletes of the Week, as we always do for our state champions. We'll end the show with our happy endings and talk about what made us happy inside and outside of sports this week. Uh, we will also uh, reveal the round two winners and the round three matchups for March Logo Madness as we are now down to the top-notch 12. Next week we'll get to the sensational six and then the the terrific three. I'll think of something better for three. Um, They're not the top-notch 12? The top-notch? No, not the top-notch. The top-notch. Top <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to segue into Carter Kirby. Wow. Oh, we will we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> wow, talk. Wow, what a we will, we will talk. I should have put my hair up, dude. We will talk uh, plenty about Frankfurt. We'll, we'll talk about St. Francis. We'll talk about Cadillac losing that heartbreaker. Uh, we will obviously talk Glen Lake. Um, but as always, uh, episode 246 of the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fat, fresh and do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yeah. I'm going fast today, boys, because I know we have so much to get through. Uh, do what you so, do, man. James, uh, I, I'll, I'll give the floor to you uh, if you want to tell this story. If not, we can skip right over it and go into March Logo Madness. But uh, I, I know that you had some sort of tale you wanted to tell on the podcast. <laughs> I can try to. I can. I can try to Condense summarize it. it and try to give make it a little bit short. But yeah, I was driving back on Monday from the from the Allstate basketball meeting down in Lansing, and I don't know, I'm about, about at Claire, and I get a phone call from somebody, and it's from a Traverse City number. Normally, I don't answer my phone if it's not somebody that's in my phone, um, but it was a Traverse City number, so I was like, okay, I don't know, maybe it's somebody asking about St. Francis or tickets or something, you know, so I'm like, okay, I answered it, and somebody's like, is this James? And I said, yeah, and then they're like, they start going into this whole thing, accusing me of hitting their car and saying that I left a note on their car, that I like hit their car in a parking lot, and that I left my phone number and name on their windshield on, on, a car, on their car. And I'm like, uh, no. And they're like, you left a big old green scratch down the side of my car. And I'm like, well, I don't have a green car. <laughs> and then they're going on and on about this. And the guy's got a real over-the-top accent and i'm not going to go into what kind of accent it was but trying to be kind of trying to make that intimidating and uh sure. and then kept calling me b and, and then trying to get what my insurance company was and all this stuff and and then finally i was just like you know i haven't even been in traverse city for like five days man <laughs> and then the guy was in like kind of stunned silence and then for after a couple of seconds, then he asked me, he's like, you know, what is your, what's your insurance company B? <laughs> and then I'm just like, I'm just hanging up. <laughs> so I hung up on the guy and then he didn't call back, which immediately tells me that it was kind of a scam. Cause it's like, if that was 
real, I would think that the guy would try to call back right away. Well, yeah, obviously. You know, or send you a message. And everything. But two, I'm also like, I wasn't even in town. And, like, did you just guess at a color of a car? <laughs> guess. Because you completely guessed wrong. <laughs> Like, my, like, why my, be why be specific enough to include the color of the car that hit you yeah. when you're trying to scam somebody? <laughs> my my one thought uh, would be that James, you have some enemy, and uh, <laughs> they had your phone number. Somebody with a green uh, car. I someone with a green car, and they were and they hit this car, and they're like, "Well, we got to leave a note." Um, Let's leave James's but, name on there. James. But we'll we'll put James Cook. We got it. I got his number. Um, you know, or or they or someone just randomly had your number. Like I would just go through our, our phone, find some we we don't know. Yeah, like my phone number is out there it. a lot. Yeah, or they had. Yes, a, I was gonna say, or they had a copy of the record eagle. So that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> but anyway, I'm like. <laughs> I I didn't stay. I should have stayed on the phone longer and tried to find out what the scam was going to be, you know. But yeah, it's just no, like I was also it. driving, so I'm like, uh, you know, hey, I'm I'm done with this, and oh, uh, just did, just hung up on the guy. And did you block the number? No, I didn't. You, and they still haven't called back. That's interesting. I've got having it. I've got it in my phone. It's like a nine four four number. Having having fun with the scammers um, it's hilarious. is quite enjoyable. It um, is. I, I did this. I did this for actually an article um, that I wrote for the Record Eagle a couple of years ago uh, when I was trying to find a, a house to rent, and I had some guy scamming me, um, and I just kept him on the the hook for as long as I possibly could <laughs> until I you know dropped the ball on him and was like, hey man, like I know this is a scam, and. Uh, yeah, that that article went over uh, really, really well. I think it went on the board actually, um, but it was uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, I, I just watched uh, last week tonight with John Oliver on Sunday, and he was talking about uh, timeshares, the yeah, timeshare yeah. scams that are that are out there. And I was thinking how much fun it would be, you know, if I just had some time to waste, if I just had a Sunday to waste, and I was like, you know, go to one of those timeshare things, and then just have one of these salesmen on the hook. And be like, yeah, you know what? Give me, give me that timeshare. I want, I want the upgrade. You know, platinum package. Give me it all. Let's go. And then, right as, <laughs> right as I'm, as they're like, okay, all you got to do is sign on the dotted line here. I just get up and walk out. <laughs> um, which I think would be fun. I think yeah. it'd be fun. Not gonna, you know. I, I got to give my mom credit because she's in her 80s and she scammed one of those. Uh, timeshare people out you know like she took like the free trip to South Carolina thing you know to what? go to one of those timeshare meetings and then went to the meeting and then didn't buy anything they just got the free trip that's and then awesome just stayed in yeah. just I stayed would. in like, I was so like, weird like, yeah. oh man that's hilarious stayed in like a beach hotel for a weekend and then <laughs> came back James I'm glad you didn't get scammed uh, I'm glad you didn't get pranked or whatever the hell was going on yeah, uh, but hopefully hopefully that doesn't uh doesn't come back at any point. Um, uh, but uh, maybe it's a podcast right. listener. Could be. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> it was. Listening. Maybe it was me. It was someone who just doesn't. Somebody doesn't know what color car I drive. He said green, yeah. man. Or doesn't know what color car I drive. He really said green. That's funny. He specifically said green. I'm like, why be specific about the color? Because that's a complete guess. That is a guess. Well, it's probably a pretty common. Common car, although I don't see a lot of green cars. 
Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Especially out here. I've never really seen know. much of a wing cars. I don't know. Yeah, it's just interesting. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to March Logo Madness. We had round two last week. We'll have round three this week. We'll get the matchups out in the next couple of days. Uh, round two winners included Traverse City Central over Lake City, Misick over Brethren, Kalkaska over Ellsworth, Gaylord St. Mary over Lake Lelanau St. Mary, Charlevoix over Cadillac, Glen Lake over Traverse City Tritons, the Boyne Falls Loggers over the Mancelone Ironmen, Harbor Springs over Boyne City, Kingsley over Buckley, the Bay Reps over Sutton's Bay, Traverse City Christian over Gaylord, and Leland over Manistee. So, our round three matchups, I figure we go battle theme again. Yep. We'll have the two Traverse City teams go at it, Traverse City Central Trojans versus the Traverse City Christian Sabres. We will do a water theme with the Traverse City Bay Reps versus the Glen Lake Lakers, right? You guys like that? I like that one. Um, Kalkaska Blazers versus the Charlevoix Raiders, Boynefall Loggers versus the Kingsley Stags. That's the battle for the forest. You know, that's a good one. You got the loggers in there trying to take away the deer's home. I, I, I you know, I'll, I'll be rooting for. <laughs> one way to put it. Kingsley that's, that's way to put on it that nicely. one. Uh, the bulldogs versus the snowbirds, uh, and then Leland versus Harbor Springs. So those are our final twelve teams that we have left. Final twelve logos. We're getting some good engagement on this, guys. Uh, it's fun. Um, yeah. Did you have you any? Know, did you have any of the results that surprised you? You know, I am continuing to be surprised um, by Boyne Falls. Uh, they are they're, they're doing quite well. I'm, su- I'm surprised, surprised at Harbor Springs beating Boyne. <laughs> I mean, just size of I'm schools. <laughs> yeah, but Harbor Springs has a really cool logo. They do. The they thing. do. The Ram is cool. Yeah, yeah the Ram is very nice. cool. The the, nice the Rambler wheel is you know it, it's nice and all, but it's it, the 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 Ram is is very cool. The Bay Reps keep winning. Not, not nothing against the Bay Reps, but like that seems to be a popularity contest because I think both the both of the ones that they've gone up against, um, the logos have, have been better than the Bay Reps. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's just me. I'm not I'm not taking yeah. a shot at them. You could yeah. probably say the same thing with Traverse City Central. Yeah. I mean, I mean the Traverse City Central's Certainly. logo is cool. It's classic. It's you know they've right. they classic, haven't updated man. it for a long time because it's classic wow. and everything. But Lake Cities is pretty sweet yeah oh yeah lake city so it definitely level. has the better like if, if we're going through this like round two uh lake city has the cooler logo i'm gonna take the bulldogs because i'm a dog guy um i'll i'll keep riding with calcasca because i like them uh i do like the snowbird but it's a little cartoonish mm-hmm. um <laughs> lake leonard one is pretty basic too so like i don't really have a dog in that fight um there literally is no dog yeah. in that fight. No. True. They're both birds. Uh, there you I'll, go. I'll take. Uh, I'll, I'll take the the Raiders. I, I like that one. Yeah. Um, that one's pretty cool. And then, for me, I mean, the 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 best logo in in all of this is the Traverse City Tritons. I mean, they have they have Poseidon. Oh yeah, that's with cool. His, with his trident, like yep. that is awesome. Uh, now, to be fair, Glen Lake uh, with the anchor is really cool too. Um, but yeah, for me, the, the Tritons should have won this whole thing. Uh, and yeah, but I, I do think that 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 Harbor Springs is will be one of the the last three. Do we want to take a guess at what we think the last three are going to be? Yeah. I mean, I guess we we can go with Traverse City Central because 
of, of their I, popularity. I think they're going to win just because they're so much bigger of a school. Yeah, More people for the vote for them. Unfortunately, if we, if we All right, so I'll, I'll guess. I'll, I'll guess TC Central, Kalkaska, yep. and Harbor Springs. Those are my three that I think will will be there. I like the Kalkaska one. I could totally see that. I wouldn't be surprised if Misik pulls an upset though. I will say, every time I drive past Calcasta High School, that ginormous dragon they have out front, that is awesome. That is an awesome-looking dragon they have out front of their school. Whoever made that, good job. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, uh, let's move into the post and start talking about some basketball. Uh, you guys were at both of those games uh, last night, Frankfurt and St. Francis, seeing two wins Um Won a very close game, uh, 59-57 in that Frankfurt final. Uh, and then Traverse City St. Francis did what Traverse City St. Francis has been doing, uh, and that is beating teams pretty handily in the uh, in the postseason. Um, what can we make of this St. Francis team? Uh, is their defense championship worthy? I definitely think it can be. I mean, they've got the, they've got the tools you need on defense. I mean, you know, you can, you can uh, all kinds of teams can be scrappy and and good and press and all that kind of stuff, but they have all of that kind of stuff plus some height in the middle with with Hagelstein and Braymeyer. I mean, you've got a couple of six five, six six guys in the middle that you can put in there um, that that can play guys that are bigger than them even. So you know that this this that the defense in the playoffs has just been pretty tremendous. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch. Yesterday, especially, that was, wow. That, that was some good defense. Like, if you like defense, that was, they're good. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And then you put Nasadis out there oh, at the top man. of the defense, oh, too. I mean, that's that's a big 6'4 guard that you got to pass around. And that's they, off passing angles. Being able to escape the press. I know a lot of teams struggle to escape presses, but if you can escape the press, then you pretty much have an open shot to the basket. They did that frequently, very frequently. I mean, they just kept feeding Barmeyer the entire time. I'm going to be a Lord of the Rings nerd here real quick, and nice. I feel like Nasadis is like Samwise Gamgee as they are approaching uh, Mount... He's just like, I'm, I'm putting you on my back, and I am carrying us there. I don't care what I have to do. We are getting there. Uh, and I'm not saying that all of this is a credit to Wyatt Nasadis. Uh, but he is leading this pack right now, yeah. and his determination and pure will seems to be driving the entire St. Francis team to a point where they are playing like they have to handle business, they have to win, and they have to get this done. It is incredible. They're so locked in. I mean, I know before the Frankfurt game, because that game was hard I mean, that game was a great game to watch, and St. Francis' game is right after, so they had to wait until that game ends. So if you're a basketball fan on the St. Francis team watching this game, it's like you're locked in, but then you realize, oh, wait, I still have a game. They they didn't flinch once. I mean, yeah, it, it's impressive. It's very impressive to watch. And uh, one thing to no. know, and one thing to know, I, I really need to note this, they went up against the cast tet um, at their home floor. I was at... I was able to watch that game. I watched a lot of those ga- games that St. Francis held, and I was thrilled. I was excited to see how Castet plays. They went neck and neck with the number one school in the state. So I mean, if they can go neck and neck with that type of school, I mean, it, who knows what they can do? And they did a fairly decent job on defense too. So it's it shows. It's been showing. 
And what's interesting is uh, head coach Sean Finnegan said that Niles Brandywine is a lot like Cass Tech. Uh, the one advantage that St. Francis has is that they're bigger than, than, than Brandywine. So that could play a, uh, a role in, in the outcome of, of Thursday's matchup. Uh, <clears throat> now looking at the, the late-night game, the 7.30 game on Thursday, uh, Frankfurt is taking on Wyoming Triunity Christian for a chance to play on Saturday. And it was interesting <laughs> talking to Cadillac head coach Ryan Bensonberg uh, last night uh, when I told him that Frankfurt won. Uh, his reaction um, cannot repeat it on the air. Um, and it wasn't like he was mad or anything like that. Stunned. He was just like, he was just like, you know. Wow. Yeah, he was like, man. Dan Loney knows how to get his kids to play in March. And that really seems to be a, a theme. And when I talked to Dan uh, today, I, I asked him about that. And he said, you know, he's like, a, a coach can can take, you know, uh, some credit, but this is the kids. The kids are the, one, the ones that are doing this. They are the ones out there playing, executing, making it work. Uh, what did you guys see from this Frankfurt team last night that is making this Cinderella run so special? Because uh, Frankfurt is a Cinderella team uh, oh, yeah. in this tournament. Oh, yeah. They're mm -hmm. so determined. I mean, just from the start, from districts to now, they've been so determined to prove people wrong. I mean, I'm sure we've said on this pod in the past, like, we spoke on Benzie, we spoke on Glen Lake, and they note it to me all the time. Like, oh, people think Glen Lake, Glen Lake this, Glen Lake that. And all of a sudden, it's like they forgot about Frankfurt. Like, hey, we're still here. Like, hey, we're the, we're the younger siblings still here. And they play like that, too. And they have no quit, especially when they were down 11. Like, they still kept scoring and making defensive stops and, like, not turning it over, focusing on not making sort of little things, ruin the rest of the big picture. Like, they've – man, it's unreal, like. It's very interesting. It's very fun to watch. Like, that's a Cinderella team. Like, that's fun to watch. Yeah, to watch them come back from that. When they got down like that early, and, and knowing that, you know, that they basically play their starters the whole game. Not just the whole game, the you whole know, For tournament. the most part, I was like, man, it's going to be tough to dig to dig back from that with with guys that in the second half you think are going to wear down, but then they didn't wear down. No, not even and close. Like, and you were talking about coaching and Dan Loney, and, like, those assistant coaches were getting in on these guys too. Yeah. You know, David oh, yeah. David Loney, Dan's younger brother, and then the, the two yeah. Stefanskis. Yeah. And, you know, they were they were getting all over these guys, uh, motivating them and getting them ready to go in this game. And, and uh, You have a starting yeah. point guard who's a sophomore who's leading the team to Breslin. That's that – is that has to be – one of the most impressive things, if not, mm -hmm. that has happened this year. That's not, a little backstory for the listeners, because obviously I've mentioned it quite a few times in my story. He used to be the water boy the last time the team went to uh, Breslin, and here he is, a sophomore. Now he is a starting point guard, leading him. Instead of dishing out water, he's dishing out balls. So dishing out assists. Assist. That's still cool, I, though. That is, that's a cool story, man. I, I want to I go back real quick to to their comeback, um, because I don't think we can overstate how difficult it is at this stage of the season with the trip to the Breslin on the line to make that comeback and to to beat a team. 
Frankfurt beat that team last night. That's what happened. They came back and they won that game. That is incredibly impressive. And that, I, I mean, I think it should give them confidence. It certainly gives me confidence that they, they can win uh, on, on Thursday. Do both of these teams make it to Saturday? I can, I can see it happen. I mean, Frank, you know, Frank, nobody I'm, expects Frankfurt to be here. So why not? They're, so they they got to be completely loose. You know who Frankfurt like, reminds me of? Like pretty much, like no none of none of the three of us picked them to get this far. No. Every, every one of us thought it was going to be like Leon Ossie Mary. Yep. And probably everybody outside of Frankfurt yep. thought it was going to be like Leon Ossie Mary yep. playing in the semifinal. And Frankfurt's proven them wrong, and they've they've done it. An impressive fashion against a, a very good Hillman team, you know, and beating Lake Leona St. Mary and beating a very good Gaylord St. Mary team. You know, like, the, the things that they've done, man, it's, uh, you know, they they adjusted on defense in that second half and they got out on those three point shooters that were yeah, killing 20, them in the first half. No, it was, yeah, they're three point shooters. I mean, they're three point shooters, but making buckets in the second quarter. I mean, they had like 20 plus points in the <laughs> second and that flipped the entire game. I was watching. You go from scoring twenty plus to not reaching twenty plus the rest of the game. So something, something really mm-hmm. must have happened for Frankfurt yeah. to lock in. And Hillman was still uh, taking I, those threes. They just weren't making them anymore. Cause, make, they were open Frankfurt, too. They were Frankfurt, open. Yeah, but they were getting guys out there with hands in their faces. Yeah, better in the second half. Oh yeah. I will <laughs> willingly admit that uh, after Frankfurt won a a, a district championship, um, the, it's not that I was counting them out. But I wasn't really paying much attention. I was like, "All right, well, uh, we'll focus on the teams that have a chance of getting to the Breslin," because, again, and this is ignorance or or whatever, but I just didn't think Frankfurt had w- w- what it uh, what it took. And to that's get there. what they and feed I was, off. And I was wrong. They feed. Uh, off I was that. very wrong. And <laughs> I and and I bet I bet I I would say the same for you, the both of you guys too. I don't. No. I, would either one of you predicted that, that Frank Frankfurt was going to be in the final four? No, no, I predicted on TV that it would be like Leona St. Mary. There you go, because they've already done it. Yeah, you know, I would have. Frankfurt obviously is a very good team. I mean, be, the be, games be. that I saw them earlier in this season, they you know they took it to some teams. Um, but I just thought Lake Leona St. Mary. I mean, like they've been there, they got everything back. They added Drew Thompson to that team. Yeah, and uh, you know I thought they just had what what the, what it needed to to push through, but. Frankfurt, Frankfurt proved me wrong. Frankfurt, well, I'll, I'll take that. I, I was going to say Frankfurt. Well, yeah, just I was gonna just say look at what what Frankfurt did. They 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 finished fourth yeah. in the Northwest. They had some, you know, pretty ugly losses uh, at times. Uh, they went on a stretch where they lost six out of ten. Yeah, um, there wasn't really anything that would clue us in other than that impressive win they had over Glen Lake. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but that was against the Glen Lake team that was struggling at the time. So it, there wasn't really there wasn't really anything where you were like, okay, this Frankfurt team is is gonna is gonna make this run, and that's what is so special about it because it they had that that twenty one point loss to Elk Rapids, yeah. and since then they have not lost. It was like something just clicked. And I don't know if yeah. it really is what Loney <laughs> preaches, that you play for the name on the front of the jersey, which is Frankfurt, and you play with pride for that. And maybe, you know, given the history of that program and those coaches and how passionate they are, 
that's what's driving these players to do these amazing things. Yeah, and even mm. Stevenson has alluded to that quite quite frequently about how, like, just everyone is everyone knows what the goal is, and if everyone knows what the goal is, then anything can be anything is possible. And they have definitely shown that. Uh, one thing I do want to add before we move off of this, uh, it's, each time I watch Frankfurt, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but as far as like college basketball, like if you want to compare them to what type of team they remind me of, they remind me of the Butler team that made it to the Final Four that one year with Gordon Haywood. No one thought Butler was going to make it. And yet alone, no one thought Butler was going to even come close. And they were a three-point shot made away from winning that game. So, I mean, that's kind of how... Frankfurt reminds me of it's just they're just here everyone thinks that we're going to be knocked out but let's prove let's go out and prove something and they have every single night and we'll see what happens and they're a tough team to defend they're very tough they're a very tough team to defend because they don't have one, one. guy who does all the scoring no all five guys you can, can, can put 10 or 20 on you on a, in a given night a lot of the coaches has even said like uh they plan around a manual, and I'm like, okay, but then you still have, like, three, four other dudes, like, four other players, and it's hard. Like, you know, like Leonard uh, St. Mary coach told me about, like, as far as, like, game planning goes, like, that team is well-coached. Like, he couldn't have expressed that enough. Like, that is a well-coached team. Like, whatever Dan got going on over there, that is a well-coached team. And, yeah, they, uh, they're two games away. All right, well, we will be following both St. Francis and Frankfurt closely as they march through the Breslin. Let's talk about Cadillac. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker last night. They were up by a point with uh, four minutes to go, and they found themselves down a point with 90 seconds left, and it was just a very hectic final minute and a half uh, as, uh, as Cadillac fell 61-57 uh, to 57 to Saginaw. Um, some missed free throws, turnovers, a uh, questionable non-call uh, on a foul uh, that forced a, a, a turnover by Jaden Montag. Uh, it was it was a winnable game for the Vikings, and uh, I, I know I know it stings because when I talked to Benzenberg last night, uh, you could hear the dejection uh, in his voice. He was he was really disappointed. He. Uh, um, because I, I, I think that he really felt that this was uh, a team that, that could make it to, to, uh, to the Breslin. He knows how difficult it is for a Northern Michigan team to win a, uh, a state championship in Division One or Division Two. Division Two is what Cadillac is in. He knows that. But I, I, I really think that he, he was confident that this team was going to validate what last year's team did last year's team made it to the quarters and lost this year's team made it to the quarters and i'm i i thought they were going to win and i was watching that game last night and i was like no they they got this they'll, they'll pull this out um and and when they didn't it was it was tough it was a a, a tough uh tough conversation to have uh with, with ryan because he he clearly really cares about his players it's not just about wins and losses uh it's it's about making good young men um and, and teaching them to play the game the right way um so it's it's unfortunate that we don't have a team playing friday because you know we've got two playing thursday and, uh, and i thought for sure we'd have one playing friday there's a pretty complete team yeah they're another team where you know i mean and you know that montag and howell are going to get the ball a lot but they have a bunch of other guys who can 
step up so they're not just a, a one-dimensional team that just has one or two guys that can score. Um, you know, they've, they've got some other guys that can step up and do that. So, yeah, it was, I, I thought that that – I was following that on Twitter because that game didn't – that game lasted longer than the St. Francis game. Yeah. yeah. yeah because of how close it was. The St. Francis game was not. So, the, you know, the game didn't get drawn out. So we were sitting there after the game was over while we were interviewing players and stuff, just refreshing Twitter. And, yep. and trying to find out what happened in that game. People walk by oh. us and they're like, "Oh, do you know who won?" Like, "Oh no, we don't know." Yeah, it was James over here. We fresh Twitter. It's like anything yet? Like, no, not yet. Okay, well, find out soon. I think, I think the last seventy-nine seconds took fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, like fifteen minutes of actual actual time. That's how long uh, it took to play because there were, I mean, timeouts, turnovers, um, you know, questionable. Questionable calls, like I said. Questionable non-calls. Uh, fans jawing on both sides. Um, what was nice is that um, the uh, the feed on online that I was able to watch had uh, had play-by-play guys, which was, oh, no which was awesome. Oh yeah, they were so they were telling me, you know, what players were which and what was going down and what the what the calls were on the floor. So it was it was super helpful. Um, yeah. I, I, it made my made my life uh, a lot easier uh, and, and being able to do that you know mm-hmm. yeah again okay, if you were watching if you're watching that Frankfurt Hillman game on a oh, stream that didn't have play by play you're right. you're probably sitting there in the first half wondering why is this game stopped for 5 minutes yeah without anyone Dude, explaining <laughs> like with no explanation whatsoever <laughs> when i was when i was watching uh elk rapids in their uh quarterfinal uh last week oh yeah yeah i was when i was watching that game uh it didn't even have a score so i had to like every time the camera panned back i had to be like pan up a little uh, a little farther so i can see the scoreboard so i can see what the hell is going on um yeah it didn't have any sound it didn't have a score i was just watching like seat like closed circuit uh footage of a basketball game. So it's like watching C-SPAN. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of you who were watching and maybe, I don't know, I don't know if the feed of the uh, Frankfurt game had any play by play or anything like that or not. They said they did have to stop the game for about five minutes because uh, a young one, young one, uh, be specific young one <laughs> threw up all over the place Ooh. on the sideline uh-huh. and right in front of the Hillman uh, student section. Literally right in front of me. And uh, yeah, it kind of, it kind of cleared it out for a little bit, and it took him a little while to clean that up too. So it would have been like right where is like just out of bounds, like right where the referee would be running up and down the the baseline, or the the sideline. And oh, yeah, the referees were like, uh, "Yeah, get that cleaned off." And uh, oh yeah, you you know how some people have like that visceral reaction, yep. like if someone else throws up. There was a lot up. of that. There was a there lot, was of, a lot that. of that. You I saw tell. a bunch. I saw a bunch of people were just like, "Nope, I got to get out of here." That's yeah, what, I'm. I'm I'm starting to get that as I get older. Like, yeah. you guys are talking about this right now, and I can feel the back of my mouth watering. Yeah, like the Hillman mascot, the Tiger mascot, had to, he took his took his head off, walked outside. Which I mean, if you're a mascot, you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to take the right. head off. But in that situation, game, but, no. but in that, yeah, you think in that the head situation, off, you know, left, I'm my head was, off. Yeah, there was a couple other people in the stands, and they like, still, I, they, I can't stay here. They stayed. Got, a lot of them stayed, though. Most so. of them did. Kudos. Most most of them did. All right. We've we've waited long enough to talk about this, and it seems like it happened a long time ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. 
but the uh, the Glen Lake girls basketball team are state champions. Uh, you guys were both there for that. Uh, I watched the game. I got up uh, uh, early on on Saturday morning uh, to watch that, and I knew as soon as they took that lead, thirty two thirty one. Yep. I went. Game is over. Game's over. Yep. Glen Lake has won this game. It was. It was then. I'm like, yeah, they're. You know, you just saw uh, them come back, and they were not going to let it slip through their fingers. That that team had dealt with the heartbreak of last year, yep. and to see them, to see them win it, man, was that so cool? Uh, what was it like for you guys being there in person and 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 being there to to witness? that joy and elation and that celebration, uh, you know, with your own two eyes. It was nice just because of how infrequently we get to do this. Oh, yeah. How frequently you get to be there at the end for an actual state championship. You know, we've had a lot of teams get really close over the years. A lot of teams get, you know, to the quarterfinals, semifinals, even the finals, and then lose. And just to kind of have a, to have a team for the first time in quite a while get over the hump. In, in this sport, I mean, aside from skiing, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of state championships by team sports, you know, from Traverse City over the last 20 years, you know. You've seen, you know, Frankfurt girls basketball, Kingsley football once, West so- uh, soccer once, Central hockey once, you know, and if, if a few other teams, you know, Leland soccer. But it so it just doesn't happen much. So it's kind of cool just just to be there after having seen it not happen so much and see it. I guess, I guess one of the things I was talking to Ruby Hogan and she said that it, that the difference was, she's like, it was so much of a relief afterwards that I didn't have to cry my eyes out. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And so, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a relief to not have to watch that. Yeah. I mean, to an extent. I know for me, I was fortunate enough to see Cadillac make it to Battle Creek and go to the state finals, and now here I am seeing Glen Lake go to state finals and actually win it. I got to say, this has been more a very interesting year of just being here. I've, I've, I messaged you there. It's like I, would, I can't believe, like, I got to witness that because that's something that a lot of schools dream of and a lot of schools want to be in that position. But for us to have that in our coverage, that team be in our coverage area, for us to go report that, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. Like, you kind of, like, you know, like, why you're there, but deep down you're like, wow. Like, like I was the same way. Like, as soon as Glenn Lake took the lead, I looked at James and then I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I think they're going to win this. Like, I think they're going to win this. And I had to, like, recreate my whole lead and everything because I had a lead at one point. I had one lead, but then I had to rechange it and do everything because, like, you just don't know. And, man, that was cool. And then I called my dad afterwards. And it was, it was, that was cool. Like, that was a really cool experience that I got to be a part, like, witness and, like, just see. Because that was my first time at Breslin. So I've never, what a, what a trip to, first trip at Breslin, see a state finals win. That's, can't wait, you can't make that up. You just can't. I got to go back to what Ruby said, James. Same. That is so powerful, man. That is, I I hope you're leading your your story um, with that. If if that's where the where that came from, um, because yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. But 
they've gone through so much some real real heartbreak and mm-hmm. yeah i mean their freshman year was can- a, canceled by covid yeah and they were still going what a perspective what a perspective to be like yeah like you said i'm so relieved that i don't have to cry my eyes out that's deep and i don't know if you guys saw um the uh, the video feeder or what i um, retweeted on on, on twitter but when Ruby was at the foul line with, I think, like, what, four seconds left or five seconds left? Oh, I... And, like, she just could not help but smile. And then they went, they panned to the to the sideline, and you could see players already crying tears of joy and that just utter happiness. What an awesome thing to experience. And to be able to mm-hmm. experience that and not experience heartbreak it's it's so great. I mean, they remember that. They will remember that forever. They have that forever. Forever. Yeah, no, even I I kind of noted, I told uh, Jason this. I asked him, I was like, so uh, being in a small town like Maple City, and I've mentioned this to you guys, but being from a small town in Maple City, a type of coach that you are that's been here for so, so long, so uh, you're going to have to pay for a meal or anything in there? And he kind of giggled and laughed because, I mean, you, you see it, obviously it's like TV, TV's not real, but deep, I mean, my grandpa was a football coach for 40 plus years, and he actually experienced, like, people like, oh, no, l- let me get that for you, coach. Like, no, no, because he's a former player or one of his former students. Like, oh, no, coach, let me get that for you. So I asked Jason about that. He's like, well, we got into restaurants, and if I see a student there, like a student would bring us in and instead of having us wait, and I'm like, Oh, there you go. Like, you got that treatment already. He's like, yeah, he kind of just laughs. Like, well, I've been told I'm popular by my daughters. I'm like, oh, man, when you coach for that long, yeah, I think you are, dude. Like, that's it. So the whole, the whole thing was cool. Like, that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool to watch. Yeah. One of the other interesting things is, and I I told her this afterwards, because it was weird. Is I've covered a lot of these games at Breslin and at the football state finals, you know, where the MHSA controls who gets brought in kind of to the press conference. And, and limits how many people you can bring in. And Glen Lake brought one of their assistant coaches. Oh, yeah. Which I've never, ever seen happen. She's been there for 30 years. Where, where, the, where the assistant coach got brought up to the podium, too, to speak afterwards. And uh, later she told me that it was because Mick McCabe had requested, because he was, wanted to do a story on her because she was playing in Breslin, which is where she played in college, because she mm-hmm. played at Michigan State. And... Uh, you know, then went on to the WNBA and stuff. But that, that was just another interesting thing that kind of stuck out because you, you just never see that. It's always coach and, like, two, three players. Yeah. James, when, when was the last time you, you covered a, a state champ, like uh, a, a team competition? Uh, uh, outside, of, outside of skiing? Yeah. Um, like one of, the, one of the big ones. Yeah, outside <laughs> of skiing, it would have been that I've covered myself in person. It would have been the... Traverse City Central Hockey in, what, 2006? Wow. I think. Wow, okay. Wow. Yeah, because I think Denny covered Frankfurt when the girls won the titles in 05 and 06. Um, wow. We had a freelancer cover uh, TC West when they won the soccer title because it was fell on one of those weekends where we had a whole bunch of football teams playing in the semifinals too. And Iceman oh, yeah. and all that other stuff going on, so we right. we were spread way too thin. So Denny had a freelancer cover that game, and you know I think you covered Leland soccer, right? No, I the only state championship win that I covered was Central Lake Eight Man. 
Okay. That was the only one that I've seen. Uh, and that was, that was the 2017 season. So that would have been, I'd have been here a little over a year. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. You're, you're lucky, man. You got a, you got a state championship win. Uh, yeah. I told my parents, I'm like, how cool is it? Like I just started here. I've went, I've already been a two state three, well, three witness one, three went paid three and then Cadillac. And then this one, what a journey this has been. Like, this is, you can't make this up. Like you can write about it, but yeah, you can't make this up. This is cool. It's been fun. And we're back again. Well, let's, well, let's get into our interview with state champions, uh, Glenn Lakes, Olivia Mikowski, and Eleanor Faulkner. The Get Around is very glad to bring in Glen Lake State Championship basketball players, Eleanor Faulkner. Thanks for having me, guys. And Olivia Makowski. Uh, glad to be here. You, you guys fresh off, a couple days off the winning the state championship. What, what was it like on the bus on the way back? It was just really exciting. We were all so happy. Like we just kept talking, and just like everything. Like we couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of towards the end of the bus ride, you could tell it's kind of started like catching up with people. Like we started getting a little quiet and like ready to go. Like, ready to go home and take a break, but other than that, we were all super, super amped up pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Did you go to sleep once you got home? Because that had to have been exhausting. I mean, Thursday all the way through Saturday. You guys traveled Thursday, got in, played your game. You had, like, a Friday break practice, and Saturday you played your game, and boom, back home. Like, was it exhausting? I mean, obviously, this whole journey for you guys must have been exhausting, but as far as, like, being able to look back, how do you guys feel as far as what you've been able to accomplish this season? I don't I mean, it's it still hasn't really, like, set in that we've won the state championship. Like, it, it's still weird to think about. But um, <laughs> as far as, like, the actual process itself and the whole experience, I mean, it was amazing. It's definitely something I'll remember forever. It was really cool. What about for you? Yeah, I mean, it was just a crazy experience. Like, I still can't believe it, honestly. And, like, I was, like, really exhausted, but, like, just the energy from coming off that cool win, like, it was just a crazy experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys got the police escort back into town? Yeah. How, how long did the, how long was that? I mean, when did the, the fire truck and the police meet you guys? Uh, they met right around them. They met us, like, 10, 15 minutes away from our school. Yeah. And then, like, when we were driving to school, we drove past my family farm, and my uncle had put a big sign on our, like, um, for, uh, on a sign at our farm, like, saying, like, congrats, like, we are going, like, state champs. And stuff. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's yeah, that's cool. Um, so, the update on, on Dora is that she is, is fine, correct? I mean, obviously, she didn't lose anything more because you guys continue to win every game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. She lost one arm after our one loss this season. Yeah. Like, ever since then, she's just been good. She's <laughs> mm-hmm. in one piece so far. <laughs> what happened to the other limb? Shouldn't there have been two limbs? We only took one arm. Did we only decide on that? Yeah, because the right. one game wasn't her fault that we lost. <laughs> okay. That was the one you didn't get her out, right? Yeah. The one we g- didn't get her out, we ripped her arm off yeah. for. But the other one where she was out, we didn't rip her arm off. Yeah. No. I w- well, whose fault was that one then? 
That was, that was just a kind of a team fault, but she's in my bag, so it was kind of my fault. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're the official carrier of Dorga, Dora? Yeah. Kind of like the, the person who carries her on the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Kind of. You just carry her with white gloves. Yeah. Yeah, I always hang her up. What's the? What are some of the funnier places you guys have put her in the locker room? Sometimes we'll hang her from her hair out of a locker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll, like, we'll cool shove her little nooks and crannies so she's like poking out or hanging from the ceiling. Oh my goodness, the cool <laughs> teeth. <laughs> for, for our listeners who don't know, Dora is a Barbie doll that <laughs> the team has <laughs> as their unofficial man. Not a, not a regular person. We'll just say that. She's like the unofficial team mascot, and uh, but <laughs> made a trip the last through the last year with the, with you guys and survived that and then made the whole journey this year yeah. wow <laughs> and watches over you guys in the locker room f- during yeah. at every game home or, o- home or away before we talk about this the creepier sounds I didn't think it was that weird until I had this many people ask about it I'm like man that is really creepy to have that doll watching over us <laughs> we wanted to put it with the trophies it was the on the bus they said, they said it's too creepy to was it on the bus like, did you guys like, take it like, oh they wouldn't let her have you in the, fo- in the team photo or have Dora in the team photo? In the trophy case with the trophies. Oh, okay. You're going to actually put Dora in the you trophy know, case? We, we should just put her behind the trophy. Yeah. So that that's a coach. Hey, like coach. You know it's there. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Is that locked? Yeah. It stays locked usually. We can, find, we can find a key. Yeah. I'm sure Bradford can get a key. Yeah. There you go. Teamwork. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Well, the team worked very well. Obviously, they're in the playoffs. I mean, uh, seven straight. Playoff wins, a um, couple of which we had to come back, come from behind those last, what, three? Yeah. I'd say games. I think you were down at one point or another yeah. in the last three. Um, were there any points at which you guys were really worried? You're just like, wow, maybe we're not gonna, maybe we're not gonna pull this one out, you know, or something. I mean, there's always a little bit of worry when you're down, but I knew. I know how the team works, and I knew we'd keep pushing. None of us wanted to leave. We made it to semis last year. We wanted to go all the way this year. I knew we weren't. We were going to keep pushing, so I mm-hmm. wasn't too worried. I got a little scared at times, but I knew we'd fight through. So mm-hmm. yeah. We just had to keep faith in each other. Like We knew like if they pulled through, like we could also pull through with them, and like we'll get the yeah. win together as long as we work as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, obviously, you're a senior. So next year, uh, how, how much of the – how much oh, are you yeah. going to have to be on yeah, next year's team? Got to <laughs> 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 put on some work this summer to keep nice. me better and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We had, what, 11 boards in the championship game, I think it was, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. 11 rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys said you have a bunch of other other people on the team. At least have a bunch of superstitions that you do before games, uh, aside from Dora. <laughs> Ruby has a lot of them. She's got, she's got to make sure her hair is done at like a certain time before the game. Otherwise, she starts worrying about it. She's got to, She always messes with my hair and like make sure it's not frizzy just before we run out. There's a few other things too. She has yeah. to do. I don't remember all of it, but she has so many small things. Like, oh my god, I gotta do this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you said you said Maddie does something with flipping the light switches. Oh yeah, she always like turns our switches on. Of, like, yeah. Game ready, basically. 
Okay, so she's just flipping lights on and off? No, kind of thing? she'll or? Like, walk up to us and like, pretend she's like, flipping a switch like, on oh. us, like yeah. on our shoulder. Kind of oh, oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, to get in like game mode, peace yeah. mode. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And you guys do certain chants. I've heard I've heard the chant coming out of the locker room a couple times before yeah, games. <laughs> yeah, we're quite loud. loud. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what is the chant? Oh, uh, we've got a few of them. Uh, the first one, Maddie will walk into the locker room um, and ask what day it is, and we all say game day. Nice. Yeah, and then her and Ruby will lead um, the ones. Yeah. Um, it's the one. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of it now. <laughs> Um, so for, oh, who's got my back? I got your back. Yeah. We go back and forth. And then the last one is, like, we do, um, I believe that we all win. Like, we do, like, I, I, and, like, everybody just repeats what they okay, say. Okay, kind of like. And then we're just, like, like banging on the lockers <laughs> yelling, like, I believe we will win. Okay, yeah. kind of like the student section yeah, like type I chant. The, but yeah. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that one come out of the, coming out of the locker room when yeah. you guys were playing St. Francis. Because you could really kind of hear it coming out. Oh, the, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that yeah, locker yeah. room is kind of right underneath yes. the people. Yeah. It's oh, right underneath the I remember that one. Oh yeah, the visitor locker rooms. I think are not. Yeah, it's very small. big there. Yeah. It's pretty small. <laughs> um, but as far as I asked you this before we started, as far as the amount of media that you guys had endured over the past few days was way more than you probably have ever expected or had it endure. Because usually, typically, you're talking to me and James or a few others, but you had like five or six other reporters. Knowing that when you guys walked up to the podium. After you guys won, was it a bit, like, a little overwhelming for you guys? Just because, like, you had so many lights and you had a whole bunch of chairs. It looked so perfect. It looked like you guys just finished up a WNBA game. Like, that's kind of how I got the vibe. How did you guys, but knowing you just won, you're like, oh, my goodness, I have to talk to all of these people? Like, can I, like, take five real quick? Like, how did you guys been, like, like, how was that whole process for you guys after the win? Um, yeah, it was... Definitely a little chaotic. I'm not one that loves cameras and talking to people and stuff. I'm getting better now. But, there you go. Um, <laughs> I've never been huge on that. So to like walk out and have all those bright lights and all the cameras and stuff, I was like, dang, this looks like a, like you said, like WNBA game. I was yeah. like, this is like top-notch stuff. It's crazy to think that people even like consider us like good enough to have this stuff with us. So. I don't know. It was it was weird, but it was also kind of cool that like, dang, we did that. Like, we're to the point where people want to talk to us this much. So there you go. Cool. How do how mm -hmm. for you? Like, was it the same, or was it a little different for you as far as dealing yeah. with all that? Like at the beginning of the game, I didn't really realize how many people were actually there from like around the area or whatever. Like, cause after the game, we were all standing there like a big group, and like all these people just come on the floor like with their cameras and everything. I'm like, well, where'd they come from? Oh, that's funny. Um. So I understand that uh, your nickname is Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Where did, who who gave you that? Where that come um, from? Well, I think came like two, two three years ago, whatever. Like I used to be called Smellinor, but um, our coaches didn't think that was really like appropriate. <laughs> they thought it was mean, so I thought Diesel was a good fit, just because like Check, just man. my presence, I guess. So I think I have. You on the Lakers? Because I'm so like tall, I guess. It all it adds mm -hmm. up. You on the like you on the Lakers? Yeah. Shaq's nickname's the Lakers, play for the Lakers. It all adds up. Everything makes sense. Yeah. Come on, there's always, you can always find something connected to mm -hmm. L.A. Mm -hmm. Sorry, well, well, I would have to say, probably unofficially, you would probably be my, my wife's favorite player. 
<laughs> just because oh, everyone she hears me talking at home sometimes about you know this and that happening and stuff and then and then she heard that another woman's name was eleanor that's her middle name it was just she's like doesn't run into that very often or anything okay. like that so she's like well that's a cool name i gotta like her now <laughs> that's funny. um what is the the biggest adjustment to playing in breslin i mean obviously there's the big bright lights playing in the in the court but like pre-game stuff like how different is it coming out of the tunnel the locker rooms the just how the enormity of that building and having to navigate around that i mean normally you're just in a little high school gym yeah um i don't know i get it's a little overwhelming at first just to like walk out there and see how many people there are and all the bright lights and stuff but other than that once you just kind of get into the game you kind of forget honestly mm-hmm. but i don't know navigating was probably the worst part because i went to go down to the training room talk to our trainer and i almost got lost i had to ask someone where to go and it's like <laughs> i'm not used to this usually the training room is just like right next to the locker room yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah do you guys have to go through security when you get there do you? Okay, really? I, I was kind of wondering because I'm like, I mean, even the media, like they look through our bags yeah. and everything. Yeah, we don't have to open up our bags and go through the metal detector and stuff that they have. Okay. Yeah. Big Last good. year they had like a drug dog, but they didn't yeah. have one this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we didn't open our bags yeah. last year. Yeah. So it was the dog. Okay. Came yeah, it was the dog where this year it was just a manual check, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I guess they trust us. Well, yeah, there was no obviously. Dog. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> we're media people, bro. Like, what you? Anyways. We're working. We're working here. We're working here. <laughs> oh, one thing that I did think was cool. Um, I know, I heard, overheard you talking about this. Your assistant used to play in the WNBA. She played in Michigan State. Talk about how having her on your guys' squad for the past, this whole journey, What A, what it means for you guys, and B, the type of lessons that you learned from her, who's already done it at, it was already went to the WNBA, played some get played, and just wrap all that up. Like as far as like how cool is it to have her on the sidelines for you guys? I mean, it's your aunt, so you could talk on that first. Yeah, I mean, well, I grew up watching her. Like my whole family would go down to her games whenever she'd have them, and like it was just like a really cool experience. There's so many pictures of me like watching her at her games, and, like us holding signs, and like like her being my coach. Like I still like can't believe like all the things I've learned from her over the years like she's such a big part of my life and she teaches me like different moves every day of practice I work with her with Olivia too yeah and Maddie we all work as a team like we just work on different post moves and stuff she's like shows us the ways and like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) she's been a cool part of my life I know that what's some of the as far as like what's some of the things that because you said she she taught you a lot like she's shown you a lot what if there's one thing that you can pinpoint that you still stick have with you that uh, to this day, if there's anything. I mean, Sparty Cross is always in my head, but yeah. I don't think I ever use that in game. Every time <laughs> I think about it, like after the fact, be like, oh, could have used that move. Yeah. Never did it. <laughs> any yeah, any, any post moves? That, Bull, I mean, I imagine she working with you on post moves because I mean that's she was yeah. a oh yeah she was a big post player when, back in her day. Like, we'll, take on, we'll work on, like, taking it hard to the basket and, like, doing, like, a drop step in or, like, going around someone, like, not just, like, doing it, like, on a whim, like, actually having purpose to your movements and everything. And, like, with Sparty Cross, like Liv said, like, we start, like, on the baseline and we have to, like, do, like, um, put the ball, like, over our head to, like, get out of the defender's way and then we have to, like, go up to the basket, like, take a duel backwards to make it up and then we have to do, like, the reverse 
Like she's taught oh, us. She's like, teaching always, like, you. Like she is yeah. literally teaching. Like it's not like wow. stuff she learned when she was in college too. Like that is like, that is so special. Like that mm-hmm. is cool to have. Yeah. That's special to have for a team like you for you guys. Wow, that's mm-hmm. cool. When, when I was talking to her, she was talking about how uh, you know how all the players have taken coaching so well. Um, and you know she was saying that her how her and Jason have been so hard on you, and I was kind of like, I just can't see Jason being hard on anybody. He just doesn't seem just his personality that. doesn't seem like like that. Is is he different during practice yeah. than than you see other times? He can be. Yeah, he has his moments. I wouldn't huh? say he's like he's never like a mean kind of hard on you, but like he definitely, especially with me, him and I just go back and forth with like sarcastic comments and stuff back and forth, and he knows how to just get under my skin like just enough to get me mad, so then I start working just that little bit harder because I usually play better when I'm mad. There you go. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to get under my skin just a little bit, so it's more stuff like that. Like he knows how to connect with the right people in the right ways. Mm-hmm. So, and for most of us, that's usually just kind of pushing at us a little bit okay what's the best been what's the best jab been there you go oh jeez i don't know he's had a lot i can't think of uh i don't know like we'll do shooting drills at school or practice or whatever and like you'll start like making a bunch and he'll say something to you and then like you'll start missing after that yeah he'll just be like oh lives on a roll next one i just like air ball he talks about it can't. You can't point <laughs> that's out when worst, someone's. That's probably the worst one. I hate that so much. You can't point out when someone's so on fire because if you mm-hmm. do, it kind of it's one of those. I'm very I'm superstitious yeah. too. Yeah. It's like like when someone's ba- making a bunch of threes and the commentator's like, "Oh, this person made five in a row," and he shoots it and he misses, like, why did you bring it to anyone's attention to the yeah. point where it's like? It's like an NFL announcer pointing. Yeah. If this kicker hasn't missed in, in fifty in games. games, and he misses his first kick in fifty. Like, come Jinx on, man. Or you can't mention when no there's a no-hitter going. Did he ever, uh, like, as far as, like, motivation, like, as far as, like, because obviously, like, you guys were all motivated just to win that game, but was there anything that he had to do to get you to, I mean, I, you, you say you play better when you're mad. Did, did he ever have to do anything like that during Thursday and Saturday? Um, I mean, I, I don't know if he necessarily, like, purposely did it. It was more oh, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the key to the game that he just, he'd kind of get on me a little bit, and I'd get a little pissed off at him. with like, hey, I know what I'm doing. You just got to give me a sec. But oh, I, mean, Jason. I don't think he ever purposely did anything. Yeah, I don't think Jason. he had to. We all had the same goal in mind. So. Mm-hmm. Would you, well, you, you play softball, too. So you, yeah. as soon as I said the no-hitter thing, you were like, yeah. you were like, yeah. yeah. You know, like I know that. how that works. Yeah. Wait, I, had, I had one time during a pit during a Pittsburghers playoff game where I oh. tweeted out that the uh, that the Pittsburghers had two hits in the game, which is two more than the other team had. And they exploded on a ball. Oh, you should have <laughs> So that was like my way to that was my way to work around it because this was like the eighth inning of a game. Oh, don't put that in existence, dude. Come on. And I was man. A, it was a nice workaround. I know, I know, but come on, man. That's why when I was sitting at their game, I was like, I'm I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. You guys took the lead. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. You guys wound up winning. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. I don't have to say anything. It's kind of our job to say things. It is. It's true. Type That's true. Whatever. <laughs> but we're on a podcast. What, so, right okay, so what's the weirdest thing that you've seen go on at a basketball game outside of the game? Like like go. during the game when the game's oh. going on, what's the weirdest thing it's, that you've seen going on? And I bring this up just oh, because man. the other night, oh, just yesterday at the Frankfurt quarterfinal, like they had to stop the game for like five minutes because somebody puked on the sidelines. Like right a, a fan. Oh, a fan oh. did. Something or something. I don't know if it was the weirdest, but at the St. Charles game, um, as we were doing the national anthem, there was a man, I don't know if he was trying to get down the steps of the bleachers or something, but 
he like fell like two <sighs> rows up and literally was like fully parallel and just like smacked on the floor and we were literally just about to start the national anthem and i just had to sit there and like look at that try- oh my god i didn't know what to do luckily someone helped him up and he was fine but oh, that's like, good Oh my god, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a twist. I thought he'd like broken his nose, but there's no blood or anything. He was just he just got up and was fine. Alright. Alright. Right. Cool. I didn't well, I did not even see that because I think that, that game yeah, I got there I got there and it it was a hat day, so I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm not gonna sit in a gym full of people and take my hat off with my hat hair on so I walked out into the hallway <laughs> during the during the national anthem. <laughs> Uh, you missed that. So uh, I missed the guy. I missed the guy. Yeah, I don't know if Falling. many people saw it though, because I didn't, I didn't even see it. Yeah, I, I don't know how though, because it was literally in the middle, but no one else had any reaction. I just had to sit there and like wait for the national anthem to start, so I couldn't say anything. I was, really I was trying to be respectful of that. Yeah. So, you know, God. But, I don't know. There's definitely been other weird things. Yeah, I just can't remember. How cool was it to see you guys? Is like obviously family had traveled with you guys everywhere you went, but I mean, there was, it felt like. I mean, at least for me, I don't know how James feels. I felt like the entire city of Maple City was there uh, supporting you guys Thursday. I mean, not well, just Thursday. And, and Cedar and Lake Elmer. All of the cities surrounding you guys. <laughs> let's put it that way. All of the cities surrounding you guys was there. How cool was that to have you guys, not just at the Thursday and Saturday, but since, since districts, they have followed you guys every single game. Speaking of how cool it is to have a large surrounding community that has supported you guys in almost every sport. I mean, yeah, in every sport. I mean, we've always had a pretty good following, especially with basketball. People are always super supportive of us. But this year, the beginning of the season started off a little slow. I think a lot of the seniors last year were kind of the leaders of the student section and stuff. But by the time we got into playoffs and stuff, everyone was, I mean. They they finally showed up. Yeah, they finally started showing up, and they were loud. Oh, they were loud. By the time we got to semis and finals, there was so many people there half of them i like didn't even recognize half the people in the stands like i'd look and i'm like i don't think i've ever seen you in a basketball game before thanks for supporting <laughs> hey yeah. your support is the best you're bringing awesome. them out yeah all right <laughs> would have been a great time to go rob somebody's house if you wanted to in glen lake probably <laughs> nobody around <laughs> it would have been yeah, yeah probably <laughs> that's like a long-running joke Sure. I, I, I put the two and two together. I, I got yeah. it. I get it. Uh, which game were you worried more about when you got behind, St. Charles or Barriga? Ooh. Oh. Probably Barriga just because of the way their shots were dropping. Because, like, with St. Charles, a lot of it, like, their shots were dropping too, but it was more of, like, stuff we could fix, of, like, defensively. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, the St. Charles game, I let a few threes go like deep threes that should have been covered that I wasn't covering. And there were other stuff throughout the team that we could have fixed where Barrigo, they were just dropping shots like crazy. And we weren't really doing much wrong. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we couldn't, if they if their shots kept dropping, there's only so much we could do anyways. But mm-hmm. St. Charles was more stuff we could control, I think. So I was less worried about that. Did you notice the one time when the girl from Barriga like, loaded up to shoot from the logo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, and then she pulled it down. Yeah. So I can't remember who it was. Somebody is either I think it was either you or Jesse came out and like started <laughs> to come out and get a hand up or whatever. She thought about it, but I'm like, nope. head loading up from the Spartan head. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Sharpshooter. Props to you, honestly, but... <laughs> yeah. Did you guys go watch their whole game? Yeah. In the semis? Yeah. They were right after us, so we just got to go up in the top, like, little suite area, I think. I guess it's technically a suite. I don't really know. They were before us. Yeah, they were before, before you guys. You guys were the last. Yeah, you guys were the last game. Yeah. They played before oh, yeah. us. We went afterwards. Yeah. That yeah. Was so, it's all just a blur. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. I mean, yeah. Um, what was more of an adjustment um, playing at Breslin? Last year's semifinals, this year's semifinals, or this year's finals? Which which one were you just like, did it kind of sink in of where you were playing? It definitely didn't sink in until this year's of, like, where we were. Yeah. But as far as actually adjusting, it was probably last year's semifinal game. Mm-hmm. So, like, last year, like, we, like, saw, like, what it actually was. So this year we were, like, more prepared than we were last year. Because, like, yeah. we knew, like, all the bright lights were going to be there and, like, yeah. all the people kind of. Just how big it was and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Is, how different is it? playing uh, is, is the lighting different i mean as more of a shooter is yeah. the lighting different how how much does it affect you it was it definitely took a second to get used to i made sure i put a lot of shots up before the first the semifinal game because it's definitely weird because you look up and all of a sudden there's just like a blind spot in your eyes that you kind of got to get used to from the lights but i mean once you get used to it it's fine but it's definitely a huge adjustment like looking up and seeing those huge like blinding lights there a big adjustment from playing them in an all-brown gym at Ogama Heights. <laughs> yeah, that was a very, very harsh difference, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ogama's colors are like brown and yellow, so the, yeah. the gym is brown. It was a very, very dark gym. Wow. That was also like a rock-hard gym. Like, it was cement under that gym, and then we got to the Breslin, that's way bouncier. Yeah. 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 There's right. a lot more give on those courts, which was also a little mm-hmm. weird. I didn't get as bruised up this time though. It didn't hurt as much when you fell. That was nice. There you go. Oh <laughs> yeah. So outside of Breslin and your own court, what's the what's the best one you played on this year? Not to disrespect anyone that you have played on. <laughs> We're asking the best. Maybe we'll ask the worst. There you go. Oh, you, um, it's going all out. Yeah, they're all kind of the same, honestly. <laughs> like, I just, like, get on the court, then I forget where I am because I'm yeah. playing a game. Yeah. And then, like, after, I'm like, oh, we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even at, like, the present, I'm like, I, like, forgot I was there. Like, I was just playing the basketball game trying to, like, get us all, like, the win or whatever. And, like, after, I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of cameras around us. Like, <laughs> yeah. yay, we won! Yeah. We're at the Breslin, guys! Yeah. <laughs> we made it! We're here! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Are you guys going to go get rings made? Is the team getting rings made, or the booster uh, club doing stuff? Our coach or? just got a few emails. I'm not sure what he's planning on. I haven't heard anything. So I don't yeah. Know. I asked Ruby and Maddie, I was like, so uh, rings? They kept having a conversation back and forth. I don't know what my ring size is. I think I'm a, a big, is it, the bigger the size, the smaller the finger? They just kept going back and forth, and I was just standing there, and they asked, or uh, I forgot his name, but he's been at every game that at least I've covered, and mm-hmm. those one I was missing. Stuff. Strem, oh, it's Strem. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he was up. even in. Like, he looked like, ah, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I was like, thanks guys. I think I got everything. Thank you. I just casually walked away. Like, oh, <laughs> so what what percentage of your games is Stremlo at? A good amount of them. Yeah. Once we got into playoffs, I think he was at like all of them. Yeah, was like everyone wearing playoffs. Yeah, because yeah, he was in Engadine last year. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he drives. He's always in his Michigan gear, though. Always. I always. Never always. Seen him in anything but Michigan. Yeah. I saw him once. I saw him once without really? Michigan no. stuff, and I think, wow. and I can't remember what it was. He said he was coming from, where he had to, he had to dress up, oh, for no. something, 
It was okay. like a, I don't know if it was like a wedding or something. Or you could have thrown a blue suit with the yellow no, t-shirt underneath, say, man. Still, still making Michigan. Yeah, I just changed the car or something. <laughs> yeah, he always has Michigan stuff on. Oh, I'm aware. I'm fully aware. I learned that. I learned that very early on. That was that was funny. Oh man. <laughs> like him and wearing Michigan stuff and and uh, Coach Andrews in shorts. No. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm, I'd be scared the day I ever see him in pants. Yeah. That'd be a weird day. <laughs> So I asked you about mm-hmm. guys about your sister, and I want to ask you about Jason. What have you learned from Jason throughout your time playing? Because you're, I mean, you're done. You still have one more year, but as far as what you've learned over these past four years, uh, is there one thing that you can take that will be with you after you leave? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've he's been a part of, like, our program since I was in third grade because obviously Maddie is in my grade and was is his daughter. So from the beginning, I mean, when I was younger, I was always kind of scared of him. Like, oh my gosh, you're the varsity, you're the varsity coach. But he's always just kind of implemented so many different thoughts. And we've done the basketball camps and stuff. And it's always, I mean, you guys said, like, you wouldn't imagine him getting super mad ever and, like, screaming at someone, getting on anyone. But Mm -hmm. he never was. But he kind of brought that calmness. Like, he taught that to me, whether he really meant to or not. Because I tend to get a little hot-headed sometimes, but he, he's he's learned how to work around that and kind of helped me learn how to cool myself down. Like, I don't even know if he really realizes he's done that, honestly, but he's just, his calmness has kind of brought me calmness throughout the last couple of years, which is surprising, honestly. I didn't know I'd ever achieve that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually mm-hmm. but. Did you guys stick around Saturday much and watch any of the other games after yours was done, or did you pretty much close up shop and head home? Well, we stayed up top for a while, like, talking with everyone, because we had to wait for them to get all their interviews. Yeah. Well, you were in the interview. Yeah, I was in all the like, interviews. Like, we um, the rest of the team was just, like, up at the top of, like, the Breslin or wherever all the food courts are, and we were waiting for them to all go. So, like, we would, like, like watch the game on the um, the TV screens that were on the wall, and, like, we were just all talking. So, like, we watched some of the game after us. Mm-hmm. You were talking about maybe not, not losing your head, but keeping calm or whatever. I stayed around for the Hemlock game, and... Then one of the girls from Hemlock. Oh. There was a there was a play where uh, they were fight, fighting for a loose ball with with another player or something like that, and the other player got called for a for a whistle for a foul on it or whatever. But as the other player turned around, the the girl from Hemlock like took the ball and threw it at her and hit her in the oh butt, <laughs> and then got teed up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and she was like one of their starters, and the oh. coach never put her back in the game. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. This is in, like, third quarter of a close oh game. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Did they win? Yeah, they yeah, won. Yeah. Did they win all that? Yeah, they ended up winning by, I think, double digits. Jeez. Oh. But or, or, about. <coughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so mad. I know. <laughs> Has anything changed for you guys? Probably when you guys got back, you guys had all the, everyone like all eyes on you type of situation but as it all kind of died down and you like walk around like is it still there like are people as far as like oh hey like you're congrats on your win saturday or any anything like that after the past few days like as far as going out in the city um i haven't really been anywhere but school because i got softball practice and all that now so i'm kind of stuck at the school for a while but as, even in the school i still have some people that like I had a few congratulations today because, like, they haven't seen me throughout the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll say congrats. But other than that, I think it's pretty much died down. Maybe out in the city, more people would be like, oh, hey, you play basketball, but that's about it. Yeah. I know the day after I went to church, I go to the same church as Maddie and our coach Bradford, oh, and nice. they had us like stand up in the middle of mass and just like, oh, congratulations to the girls' basketball team. And also does um, Coach Liz, she goes there too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's they cool. had us all stand up like, congratulations, guys, and everything. And then like, after, like, all these like elderly people were coming up and talking to us, <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. congrats on winning. Like, we watched your game. You did so good. We're so proud. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. That was maybe some of the people who uh, you didn't, you haven't seen for a while that were at the games, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Congratulations on winning the championship. Thank hopefully, you. Yeah. hopefully you guys get rings, because yeah. that'd awesome. be cool. That'd be cool. But yeah. but thanks for making yeah. the trip over here and joining us. Of thank course. You. All right, thanks again to Olivia and Eleanor for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around podcast studio. Greatly appreciate it. That interview and this episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh. They do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame and induct the entire Glen Lake girls basketball team into the Hall of Fame as our athletes of the week. Uh, Got to give a special shout-out, though, to Maddie Bradford and Ruby Hogan. Maddie just, she just took over that game. I mean, she really was spectacular um, and put the Lakers on their back. Ruby, uh, I think, scored 19. Maddie had tw- 28. Uh, so they combined for, f- what, 47 of the 60 points uh, that Glen Lake scored in that game. A really, really impressive. Uh, so, uh, Jordan, yes. Yeah, also worth See noting you. on Ruby, she almost got a triple-double in the semis, so that's, uh, right. if you want to add that to her stat mm-hmm. stat bag. Yeah, she was, a, was she a rebound short? She was rebound one, short, one rebound they short. pulled her off. Me and James both looked at each other like, no. Yeah, they pulled her out with like a minute 20 to go or something. Yeah. I'm like, man, she could have got a rebound in a minute And the 20. first thing that I, that I thought of was, because uh, Giannis, Giannis, yeah, Giannis did this for the Bucks where he shot himself a miss and got his own rebound and he got a triple double they took it away for him they took it away from him for doing that but i just thought like why not you just do that and i told jason about that and he just laughed so she needed to note that <laughs> well you took maddie well, out when she had 29 yeah, and if she gets to so 30 close. if she gets to 30 oh, yeah. she gets in the championship game record books yeah she was one point away too man so what a ride what a ride for those for them and jason you really screw that up <laughs> Sorry, Jason. All right. Well, congratulations uh, to the entire Glen Lake girls basketball team. You are not only state champions, but you are now members of the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Maybe we will be uh, inducting uh, a few more state champions into the Hall of Fame next week. Maybe. Uh, We don't know. We will see. Uh, St. Francis and Frankfurt certainly have a chance uh, to make that happen. Uh, and they are certainly happy right now. But let's let's end the show with our happy endings. What made us happy inside of sports this week? What made us happy outside of sports? Who wants to get us started with uh, with inside of sports? I can go. Um, well, obviously, the only thing I have watched for since Thursday was basketball, not including the state basketball tournament. What I don't I asked James this. I I'm, you may be able to answer this. Is this year 
the most electric March Madness you've ever watched since watching March Madness? Is this year, like, up there as, like, one? Because we haven't, I mean, it's only been, it's only done twice where a 16 beat a 1, right? It's only been three times where a 15 beat a 2. So it's like, there's, this is the best, this is awesome. And some of the St. Francis players even mentioned it, too. Like, yeah, you see what's happening in March Madness? Like, anything can happen, so. Everyone's watching. It's it's definitely the, the most wild Oh, yeah. uh, or the wildest, I, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in terms of electricity, like, personally, I go back to, you know, uh, the 2005-2006 season oh. when Illinois uh, was making that run, uh, and then they had that huge comeback against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, that, that for me, was, was the most electric. But that was really just on a personal basis because, you know, okay. that's my college, and, and that's... that's that that's my that's my state so but yeah this one this has been uh, an incredible uh, march madness so far lots of fun to watch that's um, mine for me i you know what uh i'll go with the other big sports thing uh that was going on yes you are correct the world baseball classic uh i i watched uh the uh the us with that comeback win uh against puerto rico uh that grand slam uh, by Trey Turner. Uh, I thought he, when I saw it, I thought he missed it. I did too. He hit that, he hit that ball so clean, I thought he missed the ball. The ball rifled off his bat so fast that I didn't even see it. The TV couldn't catch it. The cameras couldn't catch it because he hit it so hard. Um, that was incredible. And then last night's game, you have Shohei versus Trout, a 3-2 count, and he strikes out his teammate to win uh, the World Baseball Classic, awesome. Someone... awesome. I'm not, as, as a White Sox fan, I am not really looking forward to baseball this season. In fact, I, I, I don't like my my team. Um, I, I think uh, I, I think they suck. Um, they might win, and I, but I don't really care. I, I don't like the way that they're going about their business. Uh, <laughs> someone someone so, put on It's really put nice online. to enjoy some baseball. Uh, oh, over the last couple of days. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, someone put online before uh, Trout and Shohei faced off on the 3-2 count that uh, this is, uh, obviously this is parody. This is not real. Someone clipped a, tw- a quote of Mike Trout saying, this is the most fun I'm going to ever have this season because obviously he's a part of the Angels and we, uh, we all know the Angels are not, uh, well, I can say this, just being from LA, they are not good. So, um, uh that brings me joy to say that. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> I saw a great tweet on that though that said that some that uh, the Angels teammates once again spoil Mike Trout's chances at winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. What made you happy inside of sports this week? Oh, I got. I'm happy that uh, man. The the surprise Detroit Lions signing of C.J. Gardner Johnson. I did not expect that after they had already signed two other cornerbacks who are very good ones, and then they signed who was maybe potentially the best nickel corner in the NFL. This is a, uh, they only now, now, right? now, the, now the pressure's starting to get on, though, the Lions. Now, now, yeah, like, now you guys got to win. Yeah, you guys got to yeah. win now. Yeah. You guys got to win. I'm ready to be hurt again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's basically you, you All right. Outside of sports, uh, I will go first. I woke up early this morning uh, f- to get the pre-sale 
for AEW's Forbidden Door, which is going to be in Toronto at the end of June. Oh, Got Canada. myself two tickets. Uh, my passport will be coming here in the next five to seven weeks. Nice. Uh, get myself a hotel and and head to head out of the country for the first time in my life. And uh, I will see what is expected to be probably uh, the best professional wrestling event of 2023 as uh, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, break down the Forbidden Door once again and uh, put together one hell of a show. And I'm just a crazy pro wrestling mark and, and love everything about the sport. So that made me really happy. Anyone going uh, with you? It was worth the... Uh, yes. Um, uh, my, my girlfriend from, uh, uh, from Mexico, who I have not seen since August. Oh, wow. uh, I haven't seen her in person since August. Uh, we are meeting there uh, in Canada. That? She Right now she's having visa issues, so she can't get into the States. But she can get into Canada. So everything is working out. There you go. Uh, and it's uh, it's very exciting. Uh, we'll be able to see each other. Um, she's a big pro wrestling fan, too, which is crazy. I know bad. it sounds like I'm making her up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend from Mexico. Who's I've, I've met her. Fan. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. There you go. So, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Not, it's uh, not like a mail-order bride thing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she, James, she was actually the one that hit your car. So it all comes back. It all comes back. All right. What made you guys happy outside of sports this week? Oh, I can want me to go. I can go. Uh, I'll go. Uh, this one's easy. My mom's coming, so I I don't know if there's anything any any happy I can be. I'm gonna see my mom since January, so it should be a good time. And then in a few months after that, I'm on uh, graduation stage walking. So uh, it's uh. It's cool. It's pretty exciting times. Awesome. Yeah, I get because of the state finals being uh, down in Lansing and us having to stay for a couple of extra days. I got to spend some time with some family that I, you know, normally only spend like major holidays and stuff with. Um, so I get to spend a couple of days down there, staying at my sister's, see my uh, my nieces and nephews and grand nieces and grand nephews, nice. and uh, some St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. Awesome. Very good. I'm, I'm just glad to hear that we're all living a life outside of our jobs. You know, oh, yeah. I've said this in the past and I'll say it again. It's important that we have a good work-life balance and that um, uh, it, the scales tip more toward life and less toward work. Uh, so um, thank you guys again for a tremendous week of work last week. Thank you so much for what you've done so far this week. Uh, this has been uh, a very busy time for us, but an incredible job by both of you. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to our uh, readers, our Audible viewers, and everybody that follows the Record Eagle. Keep following us. Keep voting in March Logo Madness. Keep listening to the Get Around podcast. Uh, for James and Jordan, I am your host, Brendan Queeley. And with that, episode 246 of the Get Around podcast is in the books.